Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rash Pixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Hello everyone. Hello, Pete. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Actually, it'll be Tuesday when people hear this. So happy Tuesday. That's right. It is happy Tuesday. <laughs> uh, we are um, uh, we are doing this whole podcast thing. We are talking today about routines, and I'm telling you, I saw that you wanted to talk about routines. And I thought, what a fantastic topic. How do you deal with routines when both nothing is routine and everything is? And the word routine just exploded in my head with all of the different sorts of uh, emotional attachments I have to routine. I think you're not the only one. I think that routines and I think that word in general is probably a, a pretty dirty word in a lot of people's vocabulary just because there is so much attached to it especially emotionally and Mm -hmm. and uh, past experiences and everything else so yeah truly yeah well so i'm excited to talk about this and and talk about some of the feedback that we've got uh from our fantastic community online uh they've been highly participatory in this conversation it sounds like a lot of people are dealing with this stuff so uh this is uh, this is going to be great before we dig in however head over to take control ADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. And in this time, if you find yourself struggling with how to make it through the day, how to make it through your own routines, you might consider checking out the ADHD community. To access the community, the easiest way to do that is just become a patron at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. And you'll get access to uh, happy hours where you can come hang out with me and Nikki. You'll get access to happy hours when you can just hang out with each other. The community is is starting all kinds of fancy happy hours. Uh, even better, you'll get access to the accountability group. And the accountability group has really taken off uh, with our study halls. Study halls where if you just need an accountability buddy to come hang out with you and to help you focus and get stuff done, if you're ready to start working in sprints and start accomplishing things that you have on your list, if you want to, somebody to help you focus to get work done, uh, we have all kinds of study halls that are going on at any given moment, there is probably a study hall yeah. that uh, that you could jump into. And a lot and, more lately than, than yeah. there has been, because I think people are really relying on that, which we will actually talk about in the show. Fantastic. So we're going to talk all about that. And it's just, it has just become a cherished part of this podcast, is the group that goes along with it. And, you know, not going to lie to you, 
the monetary support that comes from this listener-supported podcast at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Your monetary support helps us continue to grow this show, continue to research, continue to do new things. In fact, the uh, transcriptions, the transcripts that you get uh, as a result of, of uh, or a direct result of uh, our, our patrons. And uh, that is uh, thanks to you all who have decided to become members that we're able to do that. And we have more things on the way as we continue to grow and and help subsidize the work that we do here. So uh, thank you, everybody. Again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. We hope to see you over there. Routines, Nikki Kinzer. Yes. Talk about where this came from. Well, lots of inspiration in the last few weeks because, uh, you know, everybody has had to really redesign the routine that they were used to, right? Um, with right. the shelters in place and and having kids at home and working from home and having kids at home. I mean, everything has just changed for so many people. And I have noticed that almost all of my conversations with clients have been around how to create a new routine at home. Um and if anything, at least adjusting to the existing one. And, you know, all of the old rules really don't apply right now. So we have to figure out what those new rules are. What, um, what does the, what does a person need? Um, because everything is interesting because my clients, all of them come from such a diverse background. And so there's some who are living by themselves, um, who are working from home. There's some who are have young children and they're working from home or they are just dealing with having the, the children home. And then, you know, you've got the professionals who are still, some of them are still working from home, but now they have to be their, their student's teacher. Some people have been laid off. I mean, the whole thing is just, you know, everybody is in a different situation, but we're all dealing with kind of the same thing of having our routines just be blown up. Blown up and blown up in new and different ways every single week, right? Right. There's so much change happening every week, whether, you know, as we go on a month or more with the stay-at-home orders, I think we're seeing more and more people feeling a different kind of pain every week. Well, and I'll tell you the biggest pain that I'm seeing right now and and it's different than a couple of weeks ago because a couple of weeks ago it was all about the coronavirus and the numbers and where it was spreading and and there was always this new information every day right about something that was going to be put in place and what i'm finding now is that there's there's less of that because we all kind of have have had to accept that this is where we are it is the it, it is the unknown of not being able to plan anything. It, it's the fear of we don't know when this is going to be over. Like we understand yeah. what's going on, but we don't know when it's going to be over. And so you can't make any plans. You can't think about the summer. We don't know if our uh, students are going to be going back to school in the fall in a you know, in a building. There's so much unknown. It drives me crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And it's driving my clients crazy because they're depending on me to help them plan. And we have nothing that we can even work with. So it's just really kind of dealing with the day-to-day and the week-to-week. How at at some point I feel like you you get you you realize that I can only plan that which I can control, and I know that that like my foresight 
is no longer, you know, three months down the road. It might be three days. Yes. But, uh, but it feels to me like once I get to the point and it's took, it's taken a month. <laughs> right. right. It's taken a month. But once I get to that point of acceptance and not denial, I, it, it becomes easier to establish some even short run patterns. It becomes mm-hmm. easier to accept that I, I can control tomorrow. I can control later today. I can even control this week. Yes. Uh, and, and so I'm wondering, like, what is it that helps make that transition from the, from the, oh my God, I can't control anything and it's making me crazy to, you know what? I have to, I have to grab what I can, whatever I can. And I'm glad you bring that up because I think that's really where we're going to start with talking about routines. And this is something else I've been noticing with clients uh, and people that I've been talking to is that you do kind of fall into a routine naturally. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding is that it makes people feel better, right? So where people were two or three weeks ago is not the same as where they are right now. They're a lot, um, I think they're more calm. They're a little bit more sure that they can get through this. A lot of my college students are actually really doing well. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they've adjusted really well. Um, but, well, I want to stop you there. What is yeah. it do you think that helps your college students uh, adapt? What is it that makes them uh, equipped that I'm we might really be able to learn sure from? Because I had a Zoom call yesterday with some family and the, my nephew is a, um, a student at Colorado where you went to school, Boulder, and uh, he hates it. <laughs> He was like, I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. It's, you know, so you've got that end where he yeah. absolutely hated it. But uh, and he has ADHD as well. Um, but uh, I I think that part of the fear that I was seeing with my students is that when it switched from uh, going to campus and going to online, there was a fear of the routine being lost. They had mm-hmm. already had a... Uh, a a, a habit. They already had transition time built in. They already knew when they were going to study. And, you know, fortunately, most of the students that I was working with or are working with were doing really well. They had really strong semesters. And so they were scared, too, that all of a sudden these good grades were going to go down because they couldn't adjust to the online. But what they found is that after about a week or so, uh, they actually, with my help, because it was uh, something that we had to talk about, they were okay with having recorded lectures rather than live lectures. And what we would do when we work together is making sure that everything is being done within that week. So even though um, there was some flexibility of when they could do the lecture, you know, I'm a, they're accountable to me to make sure that everything's getting done and taken care of. So they did mm-hmm. have some accountability in place. And, and as a coach, of course, I'm helping them plan and, and doing that, but it's, it's within the week, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they just felt like, okay, I can do this. This isn't as bad right. as I thought it was going to be. In fact, the, the hardest transition, I think for a lot of them is moving back home Yeah, because they're used to being on their own and now they're with mom and dad. Right, right. Right. Dealing so, with the, the change and just freedoms and liberties and exactly. privacy and, and yeah. space. Yeah. I think the, um, I, I think that's, that's a really important thing to, to note, right? That the, the thing that equips college students is the frequency or the, the volume of short term anchors, right? Mm-hmm. Assignments, discussions, papers, 
tests that are now, uh, I think, you know, they're, they're building some new sort of, well, we'll say routines, but they're able to keep those in view. Right. And I think we can learn from that for yes. those of us who not who are not in college, the, like establishing the short term, like like canonizing the short term goals can help us, you know, sort of keep keep a weather eye on the horizon. You know, I am so glad you said that, because I think that anchors is a good way of saying it. I say bookends. Mm-hmm. I like to have like when I start talking to somebody about their schedule for the day, let's talk about the bookends. Mm-hmm. When do you want to get up in the morning and when do you want to go to bed at night? And then let's talk about what happens in the middle. And if you can have some kind of structure and it's got to be realistic. So I think it. we talked about this last week. Now is not necessarily the time to be the most productive that you have ever been, right? Um, so be realistic. Set two to three goals that you want to get done that day. And if you can, think about, okay, I want to get up at this time. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to stick to kind of this routine that I had before. I know I need to to be able to do these two to three things. Try to add like where you're going to exercise. Because once you start doing this, you'll see a routine. So mm-hmm. I had a, a, a person that I work with who's in Florida and she's by herself. So she has on just a piece of paper Monday through Sunday. And, you know, she has her AM walk. Um, she has to run an errand to the pharmacy. She has to plan the week. This is on Monday. Uh, write out the deadlines for the week. Finish her proposal. Uh, do discussion questions. She's going to have a walk. She's going to work out and her day's done. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, she has an AM walk that, you know, you know, so she has her AM walk, her PM walk, her workout, all of those things are set in stone. And those are those anchors. And mm-hmm. then in the middle of the day, you can figure out, okay, a couple hours or whatever. Now I know some people have to work an eight hour day, but if that's the case, that's even better because then you, you try to stick to you, your regular routine, but instead of going to the office, you are going into your own office. I had another client today who said, before I went to work, and I loved that she said that. Yeah. Because right. she was able to separate that this is what I'm doing right now, and then I'm going to work, which happens to be in a different room. <laughs> this is conditioning, right? It's not yes. conditioning necessarily your family. It's conditioning yourself. That yes. there is a reality that I exist in. And just because I'm here, place does not always have to define identity. Just because I'm at home doesn't mean I'm not at work. And all we're doing is giving you somewhat of a guide. Because I think that one of the most frustrating things that when we don't have a routine is we don't know what to do and we're scrambling and we end up working on the wrong things. Or we we don't do anything and then we get mad about that too, right? So there's a lot of what it does is it just sets a, it sets a precedence for the day of, of what, you know, possibly could get done with being flexible. And, and it's not about just the to-do list. It's not about just, you know, crossing things off. It's all it is, is it's a guide. So Mm -hmm. don't get mad at yourself if you didn't get everything done on that list. Right, right. I, I think that's really important. I feel like those anchors or those bookends, they actually, they, they don't just put a stake in the ground for just a reality check. They pull you forward to the next thing. Right. And I think that's important for me, too. It's just this idea that there is a sense of momentum in my day, of intentionality. And, uh, Perfect I, I'm, way to I'm, put it. 
Yeah, and I'm allowed to just sort of move through the week knowing that I have that that I am able to produce and ship. We're like, what did I ship today? And I we kind of do that sometimes as our at the as our you know family dinner table, right? What did you ship today? What is what did you deliver to a teacher? What what paper did you write and submit? You know what what podcast did you publish? You know, and and we just sort of go around the table and talk about like how did you contribute to the world outside of the house? Yeah, and, well, and uh, I think it's important with our kids who are in school because mine just started today. So it's it's a brand new thing in our house. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, they're they're looking forward to this. It's like it it they already now have a um you know, their their top of their book in is that they're gonna be in school at nine o'clock in the morning and they will spend their time in school for as long as it takes and then they'll have homework to do. And it's like it gives them back that that sense of normalcy, even though mm-hmm. it's not normal. But I'll tell you, the last month has not been, there hasn't been any normal to it, right? And so at least right. now they can feel a little bit more connected to what their life is supposed to be right now. Again, finding those anchors, finding yeah, something to anchors. ground them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a couple of things too, just to add is that checklists are really great. Again, just keep them very small. And, but I think that there's always this, like, there is just this adrenaline, you know, dopamine hit Mm -hmm. on crossing something off. Check marks. We all feel it. So it's like, gosh, do it. You know, now's the time to to do it. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about, and I know we're jumping the gun a little bit, but it's really important, I think, that we talk about accountability because I'm finding this to be really important. Um, You know, we have it in Discord and, and Pete, you had mentioned at the very beginning that you know, there's almost always a sometime during the day that our accountability groups are getting together. And I'm hosting a Thursday afternoon um, accountability study hall um, as well. And so for people to know what that is, is for $10 a week, you can um, come and join my study hall on Thursdays um, for a four-hour block. It's one to five Pacific, and and uh, I always get the Eastern wrong. It's four o'clock Eastern to eight o'clock. We did the first one on last week. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, we had several people come. I had one person who actually said to me, I thought this was going to be stupid. Like, why do I need to pay to get work done? And Mm -hmm. she said, but I got more work done in that four hour period of time than she has gotten done in so long and and realized how magical it really is. Yeah, yeah. Now, the service that I do on Thursday afternoons is free for the Supreme members of our Patreon. So that's just another benefit that our Supreme members get. Um, Our deluxe members do get the community uh, accountability Zoom groups. And um, if you can't be a part of our community, which is fine, I mean, <laughs> I just want to have you understand how important it is to have a study group. Mm-hmm. Uh, with students, if you can find a couple of other people to study with, make it, you know, make that part of your day. Um, same thing with um, anybody that's working or has, I mean, even chores. Like I was telling people on Thursday, you don't have to stay at your desk, you know, file paper, clean a kitchen, do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do. But there's this magic about having a body double. And I really want to emphasize that because I just, I think at a time like this, we all need it. Um, and it's so helpful. And I just really want to encourage people to, yeah. to find who their body doubles are. 
Well, and if you uh, if you can't make it to the Thursday, uh, just DM Discord Mom in uh, Discord. She is uh, she really is behind a lot of the infrastructure that that uh, uh, of those study halls in the accountability group at the deluxe level and supreme level alike. And so, um, again, we've got we've got a lot of them. But it, we also encourage any if you need one, if you have one, uh, you know, post it in accountability, and and um, you know, people will show up. We we found a real kind of. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, speaking of momentum, you know, they, they sort of take on, it, it has taken on its own personality. And uh, I just love that those exist. Oh, um, man, so. I can't tell you how much I get done. Because yeah. I, you know, I, I will go do something else. You yeah. know, especially if I don't really want to do what I need to do. And so just knowing that they're there, I get stuff done. It's it's really amazing. So yeah. anyway, put that as part of your in your in between the anchors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I do. I, I look at the there's a I, I think it was a Stephen Covey thing. Right. Which was the big rocks and the little rocks right. and then the, the sand. Right. You, you start with the big rocks in the glass and then you put in the little rocks and they kind of fill mm-hmm. in those spaces. And then you can fill in more spaces with sand. And eventually your day can be fill, full. Right. Your cup can be full. Uh, but if you start out with all the sand, then you can't even fit any big rocks in it, right? right? If you fill it with sand. So I, I really like having those anchors, the big rocks in there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, routines and rituals, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I think that um, approaching certain routines as as ritual is is important it's important for for you your micro community um of, that might be your family or close friends if you do regular sort of zoom happy hours we've seen people do with their friends and communities that are taking this to a, uh, new places uh, and and so i just wanted to reflect a little bit on on the act of ritual right because mm-hmm. i i think a lot of people see hear the word ritual and they think that it's a it, it is a, a spiritual practice something it's a it's a church practice absolutely that's it uh, uh tradition, but also like some right kind of tradition, tradition right yeah wikipedia i just went straight to wikipedia because you know it's wikipedia a ritual yeah. is a sequence of events involving gestures words actions or objects performed in a sequestered place and according to a set sequence rituals may be prescribed by the traditions of a community including a religious community rituals are characterized but not defined by formalism traditionalism invariance rule governance sacral symbolism and performance Okay, so you take some of that and think about what you are doing to create uh, the the sort of ritual for your own community, um, and so we we were asking folks what are they doing to to build their routines, and some of their responses were particularly um, you know captured in ritual. Right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joseph says trying to have a Zoom happy hours with different people and taking note of them in my bur- bullet journal so I can remember who I talked to and when. It has a note of ritual to it, of practice, something that is special, that is unique, that is cherished. Uh, 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 Tracy said, "Oh, and last." Last night, I pulled up a table into the family room for a different atmosphere. I threw on a tablecloth, pulled up some chairs, turned some music on our Google Home, and ordered food delivery so we could have a restaurant date night. Oh, I love that. Again, it's that air of ritual, of something that is special, that is important. So we started a ritual, my daughter and I, by taking walks after I'm done with work. There you go. So at around 5.30 or so, maybe 6, my daughter and I go and, and take a walk. And I can tell you, we wouldn't have been doing that if it wasn't for 
where we are right now. You're creating something that is special. And most important for me, it's something that I miss when we don't have it. And it can be really banal too, right? You can create a ritual out of something that is that otherwise isn't a ritual for us. You know, I I was thinking about it because uh, Discord mom, uh, Melissa, posted a picture of her daily whiteboard. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I love that so much, that picture in the community. And and I think about, you know, our own ritual is preparing the whiteboard for the day or the week. Mm -hmm. And we do it as a family. Mm -hmm. And if we miss it, it is missed. Somebody is yes. going to complain that we that we didn't do it right, and we right, we missed right. something. And and so uh, I think that's really special. We do uh, one week a month, uh, or sorry, one day a week. Uh, they all blend together anyway. Um, I know they really do. Uh, we've taken to doing a DoorDash uh, order for dinner for a family dinner, and and mm-hmm. we do we we go all in, and we go to a local restaurant, and they bring it to us, and we eat it together, and you know we've been spending so much time together that some of our meals have gotten a little bit sloppy. You know, we have yeah. things that go on throughout the day. Sometimes two of us eat together, three of us maybe, and we kind of move in and out of the kitchen. Uh, I tend to do my puzzle while I'm eating. While you're eating? Okay. See, yeah, that's so our I problem. We to do too. doing that. We have a, the, our puzzle table <laughs> is our dining table. And so that's yeah, kind of hard. Too. So, yeah. uh, but I, I think that, um, I think it's funny that, uh, you know, that one thing, that one sort of DoorDash dinner, whatever it's going to be, like, first, we eat out now once a week more than we ever had before, right? That sort of frequency feels good that we're doing something for our local restaurants, our local economy, and we're Mm -hmm. all sitting together guaranteed. And Mm -hmm. that has become a thing of ritual tonight. It's our local Thai place, and we can't wait for it. We're already talking about that event. Uh, today. I want to, I want you to say something. I want you to read what Melissa said about her whiteboard, about not every day is perfect, but it has made all the difference. Do you want to read that? Sure. Um, Yeah, I thought this was a wonderful passage this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is the perfect thing to to remember. Not every day will be perfect. In fact, none of these days are perfect. They weren't designed to be. The stay-at-home order is designed to be inconvenient to everyone, but also the safest and best to keeping everyone healthy. So while we all want to feel like we're slaying the quarantine, the only thing that you're slaying is staying home. Anything you are able to accomplish on any given day beyond that is gravy, and some days you have to learn to be okay with that. Not every day is perfect, but it is made all the difference. Yeah, I think that's great. Great, great, great words. Words of wisdom. Yep. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So going back, we're going to flip flop here. Perfect ADHD conversation, right? So (laughs) we've been eating more in than we've been eating out. Um, And one of the things that I've noticed is that I have to be uh, really kind of on top of what we need and what we're going to be eating just so that I can, I don't have to make the the number of grocery store visits. Right. Mm -hmm. So there has been sort of this like routine forced routine of, okay, what, what do we have? What do we need? And if we don't have like one ingredient, then we don't eat that. We eat something else that we have the ingredients in. So there's sort of a twist there too, that before we could just go down and get eggs or whatever, but now we can't do that. And there's no guarantee that they're going to be there anyway. Yeah. Um, so a lots of adjustment with, their, uh, with that. 
Yeah, I, I, th- that is for us too. We, we also are are navigating the you know grocery delivery services, and we kind of have one that we're always looking out a week, and you know, or two weeks when we can get the next slot. And mm-hmm. I, I found that we end up with a lot more stuff than we n- normally would have. We have more cereal boxes than I know what to do with because cereal right. seems to always be on our list, and we don't get, like <laughs> I, now our cup runneth over with cereal. But again, yeah, like eggs, those are those are a struggle. So. Um, Anyhow, I I do want to mention this. um, uh, Ellie said something that I think is got me thinking, too, about the negative reinforcement of rituals, um, because I think sometimes we take our we can take things that are ultimately damaging or sort of whittle away at us and make those rituals, too. And I think we need to work on our muscles to to notice when that's happening. Uh, She said, I've cut way back on my news consumption and limited myself to just the major headlines. There are many journalists doing great work right now, but I don't need to read all of it constantly or it just makes me more anxious. So this highlights two things for me. You know, we take our negative reinforcement routines too far. I know that when I'm at my worst, it's when I pick up my phone before I'm even out of my bed in the morning and I'm looking at the news headlines, right? It it sets my day up ritually for just sort of a negative tone. Um, And so I think, you know, the other thing is we can actually make our shared ritual of not checking the news. That can be something we can do together, right? I can help my wife Mm -hmm. not look at the phone first thing too. You know, I can, and or we can look at replacing negative activities with positive ones. You know, what are Mm -hmm. some things that we can Mm -hmm. do together in the morning that that help us get out of bed and get the day started that, you know, turn on the right music or or whatever. Um, You bet. Yeah. My daughter has a positive affirmation app. So every morning she gets a, affirmation that she gets to read much better way to wake up totally totally (laughs) than just see the news absolutely so all good stuff routines and rituals when everything's routine and nothing is thank you for everyone who contributed in discord too we really appreciate it absolutely thank you everybody uh, for contributing and thank you even more for downloading and listening to this show we appreciate your time and your attention on behalf of nikki kinzer i'm pete wright and we'll catch you next time right here on taking control the ADHD podcast.